Okay, so um, hosts-wise, uh, there is myself. Uh, I'm Rexonia, if you don't know me. And we have the lovely other way. Uh, no, that way. Yeah, that way. <laughs> I'm around here somewhere. Even <laughs> I don't know where I am. <laughs> we have the lovely Arthurus. Would you like to introduce yourself and what you do and why you're here and what 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 this uh, is it's a big question it's a big question hello everyone uh so i'm paige or arthur miss whichever you prefer i am a full-time horror streamer and also a well i try to be an advocate for as many peoples as possible so i came up with the idea of the the through our eyes streams uh and then along with drachthonia whose idea it was to do a podcast we came up with the through our eyes podcast where we look to highlight marginalized creators of all different uh, you know sizes shapes forms wherever you come from whatever your background is if you have a story to tell we want to hear it we do have another through our eyes stream coming up actually in two weeks time so on the 24th of july god it's july already yeah we will be uh talking about health be that uh good health bad health you know ill health terminal illness mental health all various sorts of things and i will be joined by both drac and mouse so that'll be good because jack will be hosting alongside me as will dr k ross and mouse will be guesting on the panel but we'll be looking to raise two thousand pounds for special effect during that stream awesome so um today with us we have mouse um mouse would you like to introduce yourself um tell us a bit about who you are what you do um pronouns and and links and such forth uh yeah so i am mouse or mouse was taken on most platforms apart from twitter because someone stole it um they haven't posted since 2015 all they've posted is some stupid mobile fish game it's very <laughs> frustrating um the, on twitter you can find me as mouse is taken uh I am a community manager for Bonsai Collective, which is a small indie game studio in the UK. And I'm also a part-time content creator, streaming on Twitch, uh, creating some stuff on TikTok, posting some stuff on Twitter, kind of all over the place, like my life. Um, and yeah, my pronouns are they, she. I am gender... I, I can't afford a gender in this economy. Um, I am asexual. I am panromantic. Um, I have a cat. <laughs> Somebody stop me. <laughs> no. no, I refuse. No, no, I'm just going to let it keep on going. <laughs> oh, I, I could do. sit here I and have... listen to that all day. <laughs> I have the price dish. Try got oh it for me. God. Oh my god, it's so it's cute. Beautiful. I love it. Oh yeah. So, um generally um we talk about your story first but i thought for clarification it might be best to start with what is asexuality because nobody ever knows because nobody ever knows <laughs> asexuality is a spectrum it basically just means that you don't experience sexual attraction or you experience very limited or you only experience it after you've formed an emotional attachment to someone. Um, so it's not all black and white. There's many, many shades of grey. Fifty shades of grey in there. 
Um, <laughs> so for me personally, I don't experience sexual attraction at all. Um, it's not because of trauma. It's not hormonal imbalances. It's nothing like that. It's just who I am and who I've always been. I don't find sex repulsive. I just don't have an interest in it. Some asexual people will have a healthy libido and an active sex life. Some will be like me, where they just don't care about it at all. And some will not like it and won't like the idea of having it. But they're all valid. Okay, so... Very uh, quick overview there of uh, um, what it means. Um, so tell us about your story. How did you come to... Um, uh, realize that you were asexual um what's what challenges have you faced because of this and um how has it affected your life um so let's start with growing up okay growing up everyone goes through puberty we all hate it it's hell it's the worst couple of years of our lives for some people you know it's it's not a fun time but generally, most people will experience it in a similar way. They will start to have more attraction towards the opposite sex or the same sex. Um, for me, I always felt like there was something wrong with me because I didn't experience that. You know, I didn't have any of that. Um, like, I found people attractive, but not in the same way that everyone else did. Um, and for me, I genuinely thought there was something wrong with me and that there was something that needed to be fixed. Uh, spoiler alert, by the way, there's nothing wrong with me. There, the, the, that's a lie. There's many things wrong with me. This isn't one of them. <laughs> this is just um, a normal thing. <laughs> yeah, th this part is nothing wrong with me. This part is normal. Um, other stuff, we're not going to open that can of worms. We'll be here all night. Um, so for me, like... I always felt weird, wrong, like there was something off. Um, I didn't actually hear the term asexuality in a positive way until 2019. I was born in 1992. Keep that in mind. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, asexuality was actually classified as a mental illness under the DSM-5 until 2013. Um, and there were many horrible, horrible treatments for it um, that we're not going to get into in this. No, um, I was going to say, the medical treatment for hysteria was um, dildos, so that, hmm. that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, uh, but in 2019, um, I played a game called The Outer World. Some of you might have heard of it. Um, and in that game, there is a character called Parvati. Um, and she is asexual. It's not like this huge defining part of her storyline or anything like that. It's just part of who she is. Um, and that was the first time that I actually saw myself in media. 2019. I was 25. I can't do math. I think 25. Um, and at that point, like, I finally felt like I had an identity because I had a word that described me. Um, How did that help? Um, 
I assume that there was a lot of uh, um, uh, like mental health associated with this experience of not really knowing. Oh yes, oh yes. So um, how did that affect you, and how did how did that help or? I won't go into too graphic details, but I will put a little trigger warning here just for anyone that um, has issues around trauma stemming from relationships and things like that. Um, for me, I always felt like I had to do what everyone else did to be normal. Uh, and if I didn't want to do it, then there was a lot of coercion in there and there was a lot of giving in to that coercion. Um, a lot of that fucked me up. Like, many things fucked me up. That partly fucked me up. That's not the big thing that fucked me up. But it, it did affect me. Um, and, you know, it, it wasn't, like, always coercion. It wasn't... There, there were times that I genuinely did because I wanted to see if it was for me. Spoiler, it wasn't. Like, I don't care about it. Um, but... Going through that and kind of spending, you know, my entire childhood, my entire teenage years, like into my 20s, feeling like there was something wrong or missing from me. Um, like the, the overwhelming joy and like euphoria that I felt from finally seeing it represented in a type of media that I enjoy. Um, like, I can't even, I don't have words to describe that. Because until that point, you know, I I genuinely did think that there was something wrong with me that had to be fixed. Um, and kind of seeing others like me and realizing that, no, there's there's nothing that actually has to be changed about me, that was probably one of the best experiences of my life like that's when my mental health made a turn for the better so before this you how was your like experience tell us a bit more about you said that you even in childhood felt like there was something different and like were led to believe it was wrong um how you were feeling tell us a bit more about that if you're comfortable um, with it. <laughs> yeah i mean like like i i've been through my fair share of trauma um but even before that trauma i still didn't have interest in sex the way that other people my age were starting to get um like I, I don't know about you guys. I'm I'm from Scotland. I'm from like a, I'm from a town in Scotland or a city in Scotland called Dundee. There's a lot of underage everything there. Um, um so a lot of my friends started developing these like feelings, these attractions quite young. And I didn't. And I thought, you know, I just need to wait a bit longer. It's gonna happen to me. It it didn't. It never happened. Um and for me, I genuinely, like, like, I googled it, you know? I did what everyone tells you not to do when you think there's something wrong with you, I googled it. 
Um, and it, it didn't tell me that I had cancer, you know. <laughs> I probably would have believed it if it did. Um, but there were a lot of links up there about different mental illnesses that cause it. And I thought, you know, oh, sh you know, oh, shit, I have I have something wrong with me in my brain. There is something there that, you know, is not right. It needs to be fixed. Um, and, you know, come to find that actually some people are just wired this way. And so did you end up getting treatment? I didn't, no. Um, I I didn't start seeing a therapist until during lockdown. Um, I, I should have been seeing one years and years and years and many years ago, but I didn't. I digress. Um, I didn't receive any treatment for it. I did um, sort of mention it to my doctor a few times and, you know, the doctor that I had did feel very concerned about it, which when you're like 15 and your doctor's concerned, I'm, I'm, I was like, there's, there's something not right. Like, yeah. Um, and my doctor was so concerned that he actually did do an MRI to make sure that there wasn't anything physical wrong. get covering your bases but that does seem it seems a bit overkill right i mean yeah he, he was looking for tumors yeah i mean to be fair there are as you've said previously there are several uh things that can cause a decrease or loss of libido i mean there's medications that can do it alone um but it's I mean, I think for for a medical professional to at least be covering bases is good. But at the same time, if someone is telling you it that this is their soul <laughs> feeling, then it's probably something more along the lines of of a, yeah. a, a, a sexual uh, uh, um, uh, um, uh, <laughs> I was going to say sexual awakening, um, <laughs> but <laughs> sexual hibernation. <laughs> yeah, realization. I <laughs> would probably be the more operative word. Um, yeah, if it was an older adult and they're like, you know, I've had sex and I enjoy it, but I do not want it anymore and I'm repulsed by it, then maybe you'd be like, hmm, that doesn't seem like something you're actually, uh, you know, that doesn't seem like it's normal for you. But no, it sounds like that was just normal for you. And they were like, no, it's abnormal for everyone else. So like, that's yeah. not, that's not how you treat somebody's individual health. It, it might have been something to do with the puberty um, uh, time period. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm literally just saying there, there are possibilities of yeah. why they jumped to that conclusion. However... There's also very much the likelihood that they were just being <laughs> the I'm kind of people asking. that just I don't. Mean, like, back then, there wasn't a lot of separation between sexual attraction and libido. Like, we yeah. know now they are completely separate things. Mm -hmm. um, but also, again, back then, asexuality was in the DSM-5 as a mental illness. 
Um, that wasn't changed until, you know, 2013. I was in my 20s by that point. Um, and I think when when you go to the doctor and you're like, okay, everyone else around me is like this and I'm not, is there something wrong with me? When there is actually something in you know, medical writing that, yes, this is actually an illness. Um, it was it was very easy for them to jump to that conclusion. Um, and, you know, for me, I didn't I didn't seek out treatment or medication or anything to change it because uh, I mean, first of all, I was I was 15. I did not want to be on medication. I was already on enough. Um, but also like i just i didn't i wasn't worried about it you know what once they scanned me and they're like okay well there's nothing physically wrong with you apart from the obvious um i was like okay that's cool i'm fine then yeah um i mean back then as well like mental illness still had a huge stigma around it you know it's it, it's, it's not it's not it's still not great now it's <laughs> yeah like it's only slowly becoming more of a thing that we can talk about and and spring up in normal conversation but it's like back then it would have been practically impossible to to raise it in general conversation without being treated as though there was something wrong with you uh, um yeah, exactly. I mean, now nowadays I'll meet people, and the first thing I'll be like is like, I, "I'm, you know, a massive human being. Like, just be prepared." Um. I do think adults as well, and and not like not every adult, obviously, but almost like societally, adults are far too quick to tell kids what isn't isn't right for them. Like, yeah, I know ever since I was a little kid. You know, I said to my parents, like, oh, I don't want kids. I don't want, I don't want children. Yeah. And immediately you're told, oh, you'll change your mind when you have a baby. It's like, no, no, I don't want to not be having this until the point it pops out. Like, that, that's, that, that's Stockholm Syndrome. I don't want that. Thank you very much. I don't want to be forced to love this child. Like, that's not how this is going to work. But, you know, even when I was 18 or 19 and saying, you know, I'm still pretty sure, mum, I don't want kids. And it's still like, oh, well, you'll change your mind. It's like, no. Would you just accept that your kids, or just accept that children do actually understand enough about themselves? And if they change their mind, you don't need to say, I, so, I told you so. Like, it doesn't need to right. be a gotcha. It should just be a support instead of a, you're wrong, because then your kids just don't want to tell you shit. And especially with the doctor just being like, to you, Miles, just being like, oh, no, it could be something wrong instead of, oh, okay, so how do you feel about X scenario or Y scenario? Instead of just immediately being like, we need an MRI for this. Like... I barely got an MRI for my slip spinal discs, but they'll give you one to check asexuality. It's just like that is on. a point. It's like how how it's, how. I get like, chucked uh, in the MRI for fucking everything. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> I don't know. Really I find them very uh, um, uh, loath to give people MRI. <laughs> oh no, I, I'm happy to have an MRI, but it just it seems to me that we could actually make this a lot easier for a lot of young people and, you know, thus adults by actually believing them when they're kids. 
And right. that's, that's all the way up to like 18 where they throw you out and just, well, every, you know, anything that decides to register you in as an adult at that point. It's like, nah, fucking deal with it yourself. But it's, we need to stop impressing like adult and, you know, post-puberty sort of leanings onto kids. Like, you can put two toddlers next to each other and if they so much as look at each other, they'll be like, dating! It's like, no, they're two. We don't need to be implying a relationship or, oh, he looked at her boobs. It's like, no, they're four. She doesn't have boobs. Like, this is, right. this is this is you just trying to make up some silly Barbie doll fantasy thing right here. And it's not actually what's happening. But now kids are thinking that they need to be having sex. Like, this is all we're doing is just impressing them with stuff they ain't ready to do yet. <laughs> or not ready to do yet. Exactly. It's, it's, it's so... It's so strange to me like there was an article um that y'all probably saw because i retweeted it with my anger about it um of someone being like everyone's just declaring that they're demisexual to be cool why does this have to be a thing and it's like no that's not how it works yeah um and you know that that brings me to like outside of the lgbt community we face the stigma of like people thinking that we're mentally ill inside the LGBT community. We face the stigma of people within the community thinking that we don't belong there. Um, I mean, and it's, I know that it's feeling. Very, uh, yeah. <laughs> just as uh, uh, being bi-pan, it, it, it's, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's weird, isn't it, that uh, the community that is supposed to be uplifting those come under the uh, um, uh, uh, bracket often end up being stigmatized and, and excluded right, exactly um, whether it be uh, um, asexual uh, um, uh, bi pan or uh, uh, trans it's it honestly baffles me because like look we all know who it is yeah is is generally Gen like I'm, I'm going to be very general here, but it's generally white cis gay men that are doing a lot of this to us, or cisgender lesbians, or bi and pan folk. Um, and it's it's I don't understand it. Like it's honestly like we're out here playing oppression Olympics. Like, oh, you weren't oppressed as much as us, so you don't belong here. And the fact that they do it to trans people completely baffles me because anyone that knows anything about our history knows that we wouldn't have the rights we have today if it weren't for black trans women. Because they're the ones that started it all. And I don't understand this whole oppression Olympics that we play within the community. Like, you're not oppressed enough, you don't belong here. We're all oppressed. We're all oppressed in different fucking ways. And it also it also baffles me. Like, so I've just pulled up that article you were you were talking about to yeah. just have a quick look at the title, essentially. And like I, I I understand when people say like, oh, why does everyone seem to be X these days? And it's like, well, because before when you were X or Y, uh, you know, or Z, whatever you were, people were just like, that doesn't happen these days. So now people are actually like, oh no, this is legitimately me. Others are now baffled why more and more people say they are the way they are. Because before you would have been absolutely penalized and abused for 
being who you are and especially when it comes to things like sex and going back to asexuality sex is everywhere and yet i can't think of a, a show or a film that had like a loving family in it where there wasn't the idea of mummy and daddy are breaking up because they don't want to have sex any longer it's like if they just talked about it maybe this would be fine but you're acting like sex is the literal physical cement which is a disgusting idea that holds people together because no wash if that's happening but again like it's it's not the be all and end all but everything everything is sold through sex and attraction so of course there's people that don't don't care for it and why why are we belittling those people as oh, yeah. those people as an asexual person myself like, and we all know where where the the focus on sex comes from fucking purity culture yeah purity culture and patriarchy mostly because it's seen mostly as a thing men want and and again i'm talking very generally but looking back in like media men want it and women give it yeah that's it and everyone else is a degenerate you know it's just like that's no, and no wonder when, again, you go back and look at old media, most of the women are saying they didn't want to have sex, and maybe that's not because they're prudes or sick of their husbands. Maybe they just don't want to bang. Maybe they just exactly. didn't want to. Maybe they're tired after, like, raising the kids, and they've decided, actually, I'm much more happy just having time for myself. I've had the kids. That's what I wanted, but I don't want to do this sex thing. Like, there's no reason that can't be the case. And it just baffles me why we keep labelling everything as a problem or broken when it's like, well, no, it's different. Different isn't damage. Different's just different. You don't have to understand it to respect it. There's a lot of things I don't understand, but that doesn't mean I don't believe any of them are real and that they're stupid. It's like, I, I don't understand Dutch, but I'm not going to be like, nope, anyone that speaks Dutch, ridiculous, can't deal with it, nope. It's like, that, it, I don't get it. I'm the one with the problem. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I don't understand uh, cis straight men, but that doesn't mean I don't think they exist. No, like, and they have the right to exist. And, uh, I don't know. Cis I think they're, they're um, as rare as a unicorn. <laughs> the more people I meet, the more I do think there are far less of them than we're actually led to believe. But where do we all get this idea? Oh, mainstream media, where... The most highlighted and most marketed person and the mo the, the the person that you know medication is made for and sex is made for is the cis white man and again we always, we always have to clarify this that's nothing against cis white men but it has been the blueprint for society for a long time which is wrong because that means that everyone else is seen as weird doesn't quite fit the mold it's like oh no. yeah like slightly off topic but like have you ever realized how everything in society, everything around us, is just built for cis straight men? I can't reach the cupboards in my own house. Phones are too big for my little girl hands. That's because you should be getting the man to dial for you. Who knew? Who knows what you? Who you might dial? What you might do if you were allowed to press the buttons on your phone? Honestly, it's freedoms. <laughs> Yo, I'm not dialing anyone. I hate talking on the phone. <laughs> God, honestly, you wouldn't fit in in a 1950s movie about a troubled housewife. You don't want to talk on the phone. You ain't having sex. Honestly, what's going on? <laughs> I don't bake. I don't you cook. You don't bake? My God. God. I bet you can't even flip through a catalogue and not cry at swatches. 
I'm I mean, I'd cry at them as well, but that's because I'm being forced to look at a catalogue full of uh... of, of carpet swatches. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to cry at that. That sounds boring yeah. as fuck. Unless they've got really satisfying textures. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be really good. <laughs> it better be clean, though. Like, yeah. It better not be one that someone else has been flicking through, because like, I don't know what they left behind. No, 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 it's just like a coffee table thing. You have it on your coffee table that you've washed for four times despite not having anything on it because, of course, that's the only thing you do as a housewife and the, the children aren't there, but somehow there's mess everywhere. So that's cool. Uh, it, uh, honestly, so much of what is sold to us is, is, uh, is a male fantasy. And it is, it does look to be getting slightly better, or rather, with the advent of the internet, there's so much more that people can make that looks a bit more like them or acts a bit more like them or represents people like them so there is a little bit more of what we're seeing these days and especially like netflix doesn't always get it right it has done quite a weird number of things but it does it has allowed for a lot of different voices to sort of make a lot of different stories so although they're yes. not all bangers and some of them are genuinely problematic and need to be called out i have i have still seen more diversity on netflix than i've ever seen watching tv oh yeah Who's watched Sex Education? I actually haven't, but I think it was on my wish list. So. I love that show. Um, it's a wonderful show. I recommend everyone watch it. It's hilarious. Uh, and also it has some really great ace representation. It's got kind of all of the representations, but it's got some really great ace representation, which, you know, is where, where I want to see. Um, but yeah, it's it's fantastic. It's hilarious. Um, I, I, I love it. Uh, Kind of fell in love with some of the characters. You now it's going to be in a happy, happy non-physical relationship with characters in my head. It's fine. Was <laughs> I was really happy. Like as a pansexual person, you you see lots of bi characters, or you'll see lots of gay characters. You don't tend to see a lot of pan characters without it sort of being portrayed as uh, as a gay character that's also a bit naughty. It's like no, they're just pansexual. It's 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 fine. But I was watching Lucifer, and I love Lucifer. Um, and I was like, there's there's loads of references to Lucifer, and Lucifer loves sex. Like, fair enough, he's a weird hedonistic angel, of course he's gonna. But he has sex with men and women and everybody else. Anyone, anyone he likes, he'll have sex with. They've never said he's pansexual out loud. It didn't need to be said. It's, they definitely show it through his actions. But I do like that when somebody was trying to criticise the show about that, the, the show writers did come back and be like, no, 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 it's, it's canon, he's pansexual. We just don't need to say it, he just is. It's like, yay, that's awesome. Like, nice pansexual representation just in the, you know, he doesn't need to, he doesn't need to be, like, written across his shirt, like, I am pansexual. Like, it, it's just his character. And it was really nice to just see. And that's how important representation is, because, well... I didn't even really think about asexuality that much until I met, like, Mouse and Nivena, and they were talking about, uh, like, asexuality, and I was starting to just think, like, something's, like, clicking here. There's something that I've identified within me that I thought, again, was something that was wrong or something that was weird, and then I'm just like, oh, no, wait, other people a bit like me are like this as well. Maybe that is okay. Maybe that's right. Huh. But I, I'd never seen that representation in a TV show or anything like that. Or, you know, a, a film or a book. Actually, nowhere. Literally nowhere. Okay. Yeah, it's, um... It's, it's good to finally see 
everyone represented because generally, you know, in the past, diversity in shows has been like that one token gay character or that one token black character. And it's like now they're actually doing it properly. And it's there's a lot of representation where it's not focused on trauma. Mm. It's just so, so wonderful to see because, like, honestly, like, I'm not here to to see trauma being used for entertainment. I want to see the joy. Yeah. And once we have joy, we can still discuss trauma. Like, I think it should still be represented because some people are going to only understand it by actually seeing something, you know, or understanding something like they've experienced. But that shouldn't be all that people get to see because people will figure out who they are through good things as well. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, in fact, yeah, one of Netflix's recent very iffy things was, I can't remember, but it was their new animated show with lots of very, very, very cliche, like, gay characters. They're all spies or something like that, but the I comments were just unanimously that. like, oh, good God. It was like Q-Force or something like Queer Force, and it was just like, cool idea, lots of gay heroes awesome but then every single one of them was just a different stereotype and it's like oh okay just it seems a, a it's a bit ham-fisted so yeah yeah we need to see more stories but then we also need to sort of see stories that just have characters who are different from the cis norm yeah okay um I was wanting to, um, just before we left this uh, topic uh, uh, for the next one, um, uh, kind of zoning on the uh, um, um, what challenges you've specifically faced with uh, um, being asexual, um, I assume it it's been a lot of uh, 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 around the like relationships and making people understand the uh, um, um, your feelings and 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 uh, needs. Would you like to talk a bit more about that? Yeah, I mean, like, I'm I'm lucky now. I'm in a relationship where it's understood and respected, um, mm. but pretty much. Every relationship that I have been in up until uh, up until I met Troy, my partner, um, my boundaries were not respected, and they were always pushed. You know, um, yeah. I I would do you know what was you know expected, um, but it was often coerced or pushed my boundaries. And I'm I'm not going to go into too much detail with it because it's not a good topic. It's not a fun topic, um, and it's you know it's a very triggering topic for a lot of people. Um, but I am a survivor, and I will leave it at that. Kind of, um, you know, there was there were a lot of people that did attribute it to mental illness or to trauma. Um, to hormone imbalances, you know, to anything they could take it away from me and, you know, just say, no, you're normal, you just have this wrong with you kind of thing. Um, and 
you know, for for me, it was um, it it wasn't a good experience in relationships growing up. Um, you know, there were there were some where they weren't. You know, I there were some where I didn't have like actual relationship relationships. Um, where you know it was a lot more casual and a lot more chill. And honestly, those were the ones that respected my boundaries the most. Um, which goes to show you kind of thing. Um, and, you know, I, I learned after that, you know, when I was meeting someone, I would set, like, a very small, like, basically trivial boundary because I knew if they pushed that, they were going to push all of my other boundaries as well, and I knew that they were not worth my time. Yeah. Sounds like a good way of doing it. Um, because, I mean, to be fair, in any any kind of relationship, that seems like a, a, a very good idea, just yeah. purely because, the, you know, you, you, you are going to come across people in your lifetime that are going to try and take advantage and push your boundaries and not respect uh, uh, your uh, um, uh, um, the, 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 the things that you put in place to to make yourself comfortable and 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 happy it's I can imagine when it comes to uh, something like this it's it's tenfold it's gonna be a, one of those things that because there's so much uh, um, assumption around it that oh you know well it's just because you haven't had it good or it's just because yeah. you, <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh you'll get over it or oh well you say that but we'll i'll get you out of it kind of thing um yeah there there have been many people that thought that they could um you know change me uh many many men who thought that they could turn me straight um let me tell you uh that that that's not going to happen because men ugh. it's gonna have the opposite effect it's like yeah okay i see what's going on over here i'm gonna look over there instead like <sighs> honestly if you if, if if you're the type of person to be like i'll change your mind like once you've had me it's like no we're not even gonna get to that stage like jesus right? christ no no all like, you're doing right now is repulsing why me. why do mediocre white men have the audacity <laughs> they have all of the audacity and i don't know where they get it from but i wish i had like half the confidence of a mediocre white man yes i i, I personally uh, like the term caucasity as a you know a good white audacity caucasity it's very good <laughs> I mean, I'd like to emphasize that um, this is not not all men. No. I hate that phrase because obviously it has been tarnished, but this is not a, oh, if you're a white male, then, and straight or gay, then obviously you're... You fit into this this box because it, the same applies anywhere we go. No matter 
who uh, um, uh, um, who what group of people we're talking to. You, we don't want uh, uh, want to uh, um, uh, stereotype and uh, stigmatize uh, um, uh, individuals uh, based on on these elements. It's a particular flavor of person that is very specifically out to tread on everyone else. Yeah, and. and it's personal experience and you, you can't just pretend it was a different kind of person and it wouldn't be right to because then you're just blaming some other type of person for the transgressions of another but when it when we i guess when we have said things like oh you know in our experiences it's tended to be cis white men who have tried to push this boundary like it's been the same in my experience as well uh, one that I actually repressed and didn't even really think of for quite a long time and then went, oh shit, that's what that was, right, I get it. Um, but there's an enough that we've been able to kind of draw a correlation, so it sort of falls to us then to look at the other people we know and be like, well, if I'm not like that, I, I'm better placed to actually make sure nobody I know is, and if they are, to call them out on their bullshit. Because, yeah. I mean, I've seen plenty of women as well which isn't nice, but I've seen women do that to gay men as well. Be like, oh, you know, pussy's so good, it'll turn him straight. It's like, no, that's not how this works. He doesn't want your pussy in the first place. It's not going to turn him anything apart from out the fucking door. Like, people will always try and abuse each other, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't still be looking at the correlations and then holding each other accountable. I do, I do like, I, like, I understand where you're going with that example, but I feel like that is probably the one example where um, uh, it's actually uh, commonly used as a very uh, um, regular joke between uh, <laughs> between gay men and straight women or women of that thing. It usually is one of those things that tends to be a or at least from my general experience, it is every gay man I've ever uh, uh, met has made those jokes. And, and it's okay if you are the one laughing, yes. but when other people are using it to laugh at you or trying to basically say that person isn't gay because I'm going to... It's like, no, no, you can't just enforce your thought. If it's a joke between you and somebody else and you both know that that's fine, then absolutely. And I've heard lots of, you know, amusing jokes made like that but only amusing because the people were all in on it yes um it, it, it's that's it's a the difference <laughs> like yeah i very much agree with you and that was important to say but yeah I, I say that when i've heard people say it it's been said about somebody not to somebody and that's when it's a problem because yeah you're it's not a joke if you were the only one laughing if you and the other person are laughing then yeah maybe it is a joke but it, it comes with a mutual understanding Yes. Which is often left out when you're trying to take advantage of someone. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would like to point out as well, um, just, just a little bit of double standard here, because, you know, we all love the double standards. Uh, it's not all men, yeah, but all women are bad drivers, all women are too emotional to be in positions of power, or women are too hormonal. All women want children, all women have to be housekeepers, all women have to do everything for their man uh but it's not all men and that's it's, you know that's the important takeaway 
it's that point where it's like um a uh oh they can do it but if if you turn it back on on them then often it's it's just oh god no and there's uproar it's like yeah there's been years and years and years and years and years and generations of of the opposite occurring and and it's more about generating um an understanding of um how this kind of attitude can actually cause harm it's it's something that we need to expand and and educate um um younger generations and and current generations um in how we can start utilizing language in a better way and and understanding what what we're doing when we're saying things such as all women are bad drivers or etc or and it's all about respect and about understanding body autonomy as well like going back to the, the current topic of like asexuality and lgbtqia plus communities and things like that because well, that's pretty much it it's just having respect for each other and yes if it's a friend probably you will make some silly jokes or dark humor and things like that like that's because you have a mutual respect and an understanding of where each other's boundaries are and if not, you learn very quickly and then you apologize. Like, nobody's going to get it right immediately. But when, yeah, as I say, it's not a joke if you're the only one laughing. If you're the one making the comment, somebody else doesn't even know, then that's where it's very iffy because you're just showing you don't have any respect for another person. You don't only start to respect people when you know them. Like, respect is earned, but you should still have a baseline. Yeah. <laughs> You should, you should at least give a shit that other people exist and that they are their own peoples. Like, there is actually a term for realising that every person around you has the same level of, like, life that you do and the same, like, the amount of thoughts you live with and think are overwhelming. Every single other person has that. And it's quite an overwhelming thought to realise how alive everybody else is, which means we need to not pigeonhole them, but we also need to understand that not everyone has the same level of understanding, not everyone has the same level of wokeness. And, you know, it's, it, it is about respect and education. I, I do have to laugh a little bit when you're like, you know, it's overwhelming to realize how like alive everyone else is. And I'm just sat here like, I thought everyone was walking around dead inside like me. <laughs> but I mean, I mean more like... <laughs> Like, because everyone's the main character to their own story. Exactly. I was just That's about to say, true. it feels like a video game sometimes. You know your thoughts, your feelings, you, you know, at least understand that you are alive and that you are doing things. And everyone around you almost seems like an NPC. You aren't controlling them. So you don't know what they think and feel. And you don't know yeah. exactly what they're considering or, or, you know, where their feet are taking them or, you know, why they're looking at their watch weird as they wait for a bus. You know, you don't know these things, so they just appear to be actions. But then if you realise that they have the same amount of, yeah, the same amount of life that you do, I mean, it makes it a lot harder for me to treat people like shit or to try and just be like, I can have what I want because this is an NPC. You can't just save game on life and do <laughs> horrible things. Like, 
you you can't. That's it. Like you, you wanna shouldn't. you wanna make sure you're not becoming the villain in someone else's story. Yeah. I don't know, I kinda like that idea. But also like, can we not give me an existential crisis? <laughs> It's a big We're thing to video game. Yeah. It's a big thing to consider, but it yeah, it is it's it's understanding and like yeah, it can be upsetting to hear things like, you know, saying, Oh, you know, it's it's often men that do this and I, I can imagine someone would be like, Yeah, it's not all men, not because they're trying to defend their horrible like the horrible men, but because they don't want to feel that they're being blamed for something they didn't do. So I understand where the pushback comes back there. But then it I would ask, because I try and do the same, you know, when it's, it's like, why are people in the, uh, the LGBT community, uh, you know, so gatekeeping? I'm like, no, then, oh, wait, I'm not. I try not to be. That doesn't mean others aren't. And you, you do kind of have to look and go, it's not all of them. But don't make that into a rallying cry to protect those that it is. Yeah, like, exactly. Like... Yeah, if saying you're not all men doesn't protect you, it if, protects if, those yeah. who are... <clears throat> if, if you're going to turn around to me and say, not all men, the first thing I'm going to ask you is, what are you doing to help fix the problem? Because if you are not far, part of the solution, you are part of the problem. You are allowing it to happen. Yeah, And if you, if you are genuinely working to, to change it and to be part of the solution... Because I'm sure most people, like, I often think, like, oh, I know I would step in and do something in that situation. And in lots of situations, I've never experienced them, so I've never had to be like, I, I will step in. But, that, yeah, there's a difference between them just saying, oh, but, you know, this, it, it's not me, so it can't happen anywhere. It's like, it does. And it yeah. will. That's, and, that's it. Like, yeah. we all have our internal biases. And if you are actually working hard to overcome them, then when people are like when women are talking about men harassing them, you're not gonna be like, oh, but it's not all men, because they never said it was all men. No. And yeah, if you are been... Yeah. If if you are actively working to help fix it, you're not gonna feel targeted by that. You know? If you are not doing that then you do you shouldn't feel targeted by it and if you are feeling targeted by it then is it because you have actively been doing things like that without even thinking yeah or is it something you just need to reconcile in yourself that you are not the one having the finger pointed at like yeah. being one thing <laughs> isn't all of you like because as i say i i do understand i do empathize with people that their first knee jerk reaction is like oh god i I'm, I'm trying to be a good person I, it's, it's not all men i'm not a bad and it's like i get that but if you listen to our collective sort of experience here we can point out the kind of person that it is yeah which is why sometimes generalizations happen so yeah i'm not playing devil's advocate i'm more just trying to understand i understand why people would say certain things but it's best to try and learn that that doesn't need to be said of course it's not all men like a bunch of us saying men have done this probably have a man living in their house like and by choice and that's <laughs> Fine. I'm pretty sure it's by choice. So, well, honestly, like I'll have to check the chains haven't come loose. But you know, I made a face at that. He doesn't. He doesn't stay here by choice. <laughs> I think he can even hear me. Yeah. But no, yeah, this, so there's the, the point. I mean, you made a face. We were talking about we all have a man staying in our house by choice, and you made a face, and I was like, oh yeah, he's been kidnapped. 
<laughs> Just make sure the uh, zip ties are tight. It's fine. It's. I just feel uh, this feels like a, r a really great opportunity to just highlight like that. It's the the fact that it's like it, when people are telling their stories, when people are are sharing their experience, and eighty percent of the time it has been because of this. That is them sharing it in the way that isn't going. So this, 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 this person. All of these people did this, 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 this. When 80% of those are, insert this, it's like, from my experience, these are the people that have done this. And these are the people that need to be more aware of their actions and thoughts and how they present their, their themselves to to others um because no one wants to have that conversation <laughs> yes well this 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 there's this one time that this person did this and there's this one time that this person did this and it but it's yeah. just not and yes, it goes the other way as well. Like when I was a kid, I was uh, like very, very heavily and nasty, and nastily bullied by, uh, well, by young girls in uh, in a place called Bridgewater in Somerset. But I'm not going to say in my experience, young girls in, from Bridgewater in Somerset tend to be complete assholes who will try and ruin your life as a child. It's just completely young women are douches. Like, but that doesn't mean I think every young woman is a douche. It just means from my experience the worst people I encountered were of this group. Again, like, yeah, generalizations can hurt people, but it's it's trying to understand that that generalization doesn't always include you, especially if you know it doesn't. Because then, yeah, look at the others and sort of see around you what's what's happening. Okay. I kind of lost my train of thought for a moment, but... <laughs> no worries, I was thinking we'll, we'll move on from this. Uh... Um, so, I wanted to move on to, um, myths and, and stigmas, basically. Um, what myths would you like to bust about asexuality and what stigmas do you often see or experience? Okay, let's get the big one out of the way. It's not because of trauma. Like, I'm not going to turn around and say that I have no trauma in my life. I have many traumas in my life, you know? I have too much trauma. But, but, the important thing is, that has never been the main fac factor in my sexuality, my gender identity, anything. It's never been the main factor. And all of these feelings that I had happened before the trauma. You know, I've endured trauma because of it, <laughs> but it was all there before the trauma. Trauma didn't magically make it appear. Trauma does not make you asexual. That is something completely different. You know, that is, that is a trauma response. That is not a sexuality. Secondly, it's not because of hormonal imbalance. 
because the number of people that have told me that I just need to get my hormones checked. Like that's not what causes it. It's you know, it's it's not a mental illness. It's not a trauma response. It's not something that needs to be fixed. It's just who I am. It's it's not all of me, but it's part of who I am, you know? It's it's one of the many different parts that makes me the absolute fuckhead that I am. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. I couldn't think of a word. It's the first word that came to my head. Fuckhead works. I mean, to be fair, fuck is usually the first word that comes to my mind uh, uh, whenever I lose my train of thought. <laughs> 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 oh, I, I do want to say, like, whose idea was it to try and focus this podcast on one topic and then bring me on <laughs> what were well, you thinking because <laughs> i don't stay like on one train of thought <laughs> i don't no, have a train of thought oh, i have oh, seven trains going at any time there's four oh, tracks all the conductors are yelling at each other one of the trains on fire and one of them's playing random music the other one is the train to busan and we don't talk about that one because oh god it's fucked <laughs> No, I, I feel that I often struggle uh, to uh, keep uh, focused uh, um, during uh, uh, these podcasts on one topic because there's always so much that I want to talk about when when we're having these conversations. But I feel like um, focusing in on one particular topic allows us to to really direct the conversation and 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 to really <laughs> good luck with that. Humans well. are so, they're just intersections of so many things that I think, I think Track's right in like having a focus, but we kind of, I think we sort of, you know, like a fucking, I don't even know, like a cobbit. It's like, there's a huge tale of things we address, but we would try and pull it towards the, the main point. So like just addressing lots of things, like through the lens of asexuality is, is like, a, I think a good way to look at it. So yeah, like, I think everything we've talked about has still come back though, to how asexual and LGBT people are you know. Oh yeah. I'll just take a million segues before we get there. I also only really have questions to angle things so that we keep on track on time and and also yeah. cover a, a wide basis of things. <laughs> mm. But yes, so myths and stigmas. <laughs> Sorry, I've just read Sammy in chat saying that one of the trains is basically cat videos and another made of the time that you did that one time that you did that embarrassing thing in front of somebody. That's at least four of my trains. <laughs> I don't think I have any trains. Um, I think I just have just like a bear just sat down going, I don't know. It's just like a really fat bear, just like... Sometimes yes, um, tools along with a note. Like, that's it. Miss Two Bus is not all black and white. Like I said earlier, there's 50 shades of grey sprinkled in there. Uh, but not in the way that you think. <laughs> well. well. For some, I mean, maybe. To be <laughs> fair, that doesn't have to be sexual. Um, <laughs> but that's an entirely different topic. Uh, <laughs> But it is, it is a spectrum, you know? For me, like, my experience with it 
is going to be vastly different from someone else's experience with it. You know, I know for me, like, I don't experience any sexual attraction, but also I have no interest in sex. Like, it's, like, it's, it's fine. I'm not, like, repulsed by it. I just don't care about it. It's not a priority for me. Whereas for some, they'll have, like, you know, an active sex life, and it's, it is a priority for them. They just don't experience the sexual attraction. Some will be repulsed by it. Some will fall somewhere in between. Some will be ace or arrow flux, and they'll fluctuate between being ace and, you know, having quite a lot of sexual attraction. It's, it's a spectrum that cannot be condensed into you're either this or this kind of thing. Which, you know, I think that applies to pretty much everything in life. I, I don't believe in binaries unless it's in a computer. <laughs> yeah, I've always been of the uh, mindset that, um, uh, um, which has uh, angered quite a lot of people, to be fair, um, that uh, sexuality and gender is, is a scale. It's just, it's, it's a sliding scale. There's, never, there's, there's not a, a yes or no answer and that usually pisses off all of those uh, um, uh, um, cis white men that um, <laughs> think I'm questioning their sexuality and uh, <laughs> masculinity. <laughs> oh no! Honestly, the amount the amount of men that have had the audacity to think that my sexuality is a representation of their like masculinity and they feel like they have to change it in order to be masculine. I don't understand the logic. I don't understand the hoops that they jump through to get there. Um, It makes zero sense. Like nothing to do with sex makes sense to me. I like, like honestly, like things I don't understand as an asexual person, shower sex, sex anywhere but a bed I think it's weird. How do you have sex comfortably in a car? I don't understand why that is a thing that they show in so many movies. It just sounds like uncomfortable and awkward. And why? Well, you just have to bust a nut. And all you've got is a car. You do it on there or the tarmac. What do you want? I don't understand that the car, urgency. Like, no. Oh, like, fuck. Hello. I don't understand the urgency, you know? Like, I would just be like, you know, you can wait till we get home. Yeah, it's like, honestly. I don't understand it. I think, again, a lot of it is, like, I've had this conversation, again, with, with, with generally cis, cis men. Just things like, a lot of cis dudes don't understand how they are affected by patriarchy. The same way that a, a lot of, you know, like, again, straight and cis people don't understand how they are affected by transphobia or people don't understand how they are affected by racism and things like that because it's not a world they've lived in but i definitely could see that some men are gonna think you not wanting to have sex with them is their problem because they've always been told that they are the alpha and they should be desirable and if they're not what have they done wrong and it's a it's a selfish way of thinking well, but it does make me think that a, that's a self-esteem thing yeah, it's... and that's what marketing tells dudes. Like, uh, like I'm thinking again of like Disney movies and things like that when I go back. But it's always a bloke chasing after the woman. Like, always a man trying to show that he's the best man for this girl. He's buff and he's sexy, and she's gonna fall in love. And it's like, 
I, I could understand how that's going to make some like young men and like sort of go, fuck, why isn't that happening? I've done all the things I'm meant to do. Why aren't the women falling at my feet? This one keeps saying no. I don't get it. What have I done wrong? And right. it's not your fault. Some women just don't want to have sex with you. Like, nobody owes you anything. That, but... that exact trope is why Merida is my favorite Disney princess. Mm. Cause she's just like, nah, fuck. I don't need a man. I'm just gonna turn my mom into a bear. Yeah, it's like bears, <laughs> honestly, way better, way better. But like, I also don't have a problem with ones that do show. I, I think Tangled was one of my favorites, to be honest, because they didn't immediately try. Oh, and yeah. He has to win her. She has to win him. Like, if they don't fuck, the world's gonna fall apart. It was just sort of like a. They're both kind of messed up, but they're kind of like fulfilling a part of each other's lives that they didn't really know that they could have and that's nice and they they wanted to date and then do cute shit like that's nice that's great and that sort of does show that be a decent human being and other people might like you like cool awesome great but again when i'm just thinking of like aladdin where he's like yeah i need to lie to her and like put on giant pecs and then you know essentially try and get her to bang me then i'll be a prince it's like you are getting everything out of this she's not getting anything so, of course, women aren't going to just turn around and say yes to everything because we're not NPCs, like we said earlier. The woman has the same level of sentience that you do. And it ain't your fault, but you're making it your problem. Also, like, how does, like, how... <sighs> the train left the station. Hold on. Mm. Um, how, like, toxic the trope is where it's like, the man has to pursue the woman even after she said no we just keep pursuing her and eventually she'll she'll say yes like that's such a fucking toxic thing to be teaching people mm -hmm. like no that's not how it works like if i say no to you you chasing me and stalking me isn't going to change my mind like all it's going to do is make me call the police on you like yeah there's a difference between being like hmm you know such and such didn't enjoy this thing but they've said they'd see me again perhaps we'll try this instead and trying again is very much different to please leave me and never come back near me there's a difference between having a different date that's more successful instead of just fucking stalking them it's it yeah it's it uh. although i will say there was a very funny musical i saw um which was by um the the team team star kid they did a parody of Aladdin, um, which was called Twisted, where the character of Aladdin is just played as one of those very toxic dudes that just wants to get in the woman's pants. And if you watch that and you watch his performance, it's funny and it's disgusting. And it will show you very much what some dudes look like to women. It does make your skin crawl. But that is legitimately how I have been approached by some people. Like, very much just constantly being like, I'm just going to say what I want to say to get you to do what I want you to do. And it's like, we said no. Also as well, like, the, the whole thing about, like, um, you need someone else to make you whole. Um, there's an absolutely fantastic Scottish comedian called Daniel Sloss. I love him. Like, I would marry him um, just because he's hilarious. Trying <laughs> to just give me a funny look there. Um... But he has a short on Netflix um, called Jigsaw. And he talks about how his dad always said that um, he had to find the person that, like, that one puzzle piece that fit in to complete his jigsaw that would make him whole. But 
every other person has their own jigsaw. Like, everyone's out there living their own life. You, you cannot, like, I genuinely think you cannot be whole by having another person unless you're already whole. Like, for me, like, like, I always say, like, Troy doesn't, like, complete me. You know, he's not, like, the thing that makes me whole. He's, like, an extra bonus heart that I didn't know that I could have. Mm. Anyone gets that reference? <laughs> <laughs> I just did some basic math. So th there's always that line of, uh, oh, you're one in a million. Well, there's about 7 billion people on the planet. So if we divide that by a million, that means there's 7,000 other people exactly like you. That, like, yes, you are unique and you're special, but that doesn't mean there's just one person for you. It means you found a person that works with you and you both work together, but you shouldn't be looking for that one person when there's actually 7,000 of them that fits into exactly what you want because they have needs as well. It's never going to be perfect, which is why it has to be worked out because the puzzle never fucking fits properly. There's always going to be a little piece that's different. But if you want it to work, then you work at it. You don't just take a fucking, like, one of those actual jigsaw saws and cut it till it works. Like, that's where toxicity comes in. But, yeah, exactly. I, you can't, I do you can't love it when you someone else to make them fit you. No. Because all you've done is make them jagged and you have not changed, learned, or grown at all. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm... I've got audience questions uh, to uh, cover now. Um, so the first two kind of go in together, really. Um, it actually sounds more like advice. Um, I don't feel anything during sex and can only climax when I masturbate. Am I asexual? I feel like I'm just going through the motions when being intimate. Does this mean I am asexual? It could. Um, like I said before, like sexual attraction and libido, two different things. You can be, you know, not asexual but have a low libido or not like not have um a libido at all. And you can be asexual and have a high libido. It's you know are you experiencing sexual attraction? If you are, then you may not be asexual, but you may be on the asexual spectrum, um, or there may be something else going on. When it comes to, like, the actual act of sex, I'm not an expert. I, I don't understand most things people do. I um, but, um, being asexual is all about your sexual attraction. And if you are not experiencing that sexual attraction, you may very well be asexual. If you're only experiencing it after emotional attachments, you may be demisexual. You may be anywhere on the asexual spectrum. You may be grey sexual, where sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. You may be ace flux, where you have periods where you really do and periods where you really don't. It's all a spectrum. Like... If you don't feel the need to put a label on it, you don't have to put a label on it. Labels are a tool that you can use to describe yourself, but you don't have to use them. You don't have to make yourself fit into a category. 
and you don't have to stay with the same category either. You might just it might just be different for you one day, and it's a spectrum. Uh, I will also say we don't uh, like we don't know who submitted the questions, so I don't know uh, what parts person may or may not have. But if you are if you have a vagina, there's no guarantee you'll actually be able to climax from uh, vaginal sex. Not many women can at all. Sorry, I said women. I, again, I'm meaning more. Not many people with vaginas actually can uh, can actually climax from a, a vaginal penetration. Doesn't really work. So if you're actually finding that you like sex and you want to have sex, but you're not actually getting the right sort of pleasure out of it, so you're not you're just sort of going through the emotions because you feel you should, then it might be time for a discussion to actually introduce some other things into it to make sure that you have as much fun as you want to as well. But it's only yeah. if you want to. You don't have to. Get over that um, uh, uh, principle that the only real sex is uh, uh, penetrative sex. Uh, uh, um, uh, explore all of the other avenues. <laughs> yeah, and just like... It, it really depends what you want to get out of it and what you need to make whatever you want to get out of it happen. That's why, like, and I will say there are a lot of sex shops that do actually have staff who will talk about this kind of thing. If you ask for a member of staff who is, is comfortable to discuss this kind of thing and actually be able to suggest toys that might work or maybe you want a different lubricant or maybe you just do not want it wherever it's being put. Maybe you want it somewhere else and that will give you the satisfaction you want. But like talk to your partner or talk to whatever sexual partner you are having or even if it's just for yourself and you ain't enjoying it then try something else like you've got a body it does certain weird feelings for the fun of it you might as well figure out what you like most out of it and if the person you're with doesn't want to give that to you then have a think about that as well because you don't need to just be fulfilling their needs if you have them as well i would also like to point out that at the end of the day, while we try to base most of our knowledge on, um, uh, like facts and and education and and general uh, um, uh, research that we have done, um, or actual experiences, we are not medical professionals that can give you exact advice we are not psychiatrists we we most of this is going to be opinion so while we can give as as, as good as we can we can't you know this this is one person or well three people's uh, um viewpoints um so we can't tell you yes that makes you asexual. Yes, that makes you this, that, or the other. This is something that it, you you will have to explore and research yourself. Talk to professionals. Talk to communities, and come to your own conclusions. It's it's not something that we can go. Yeah, you tick all these boxes, and and we have established that. You are gay. Um, it's you know. Yeah, yeah. Is it's honestly it's the same with any label. If you feel like that's what you are, then you can use that label. You are you are ace enough. You are trans enough. You are gay enough. You are queer enough. You're bi enough. Like it does not matter how you present. It matters on how you actually feel. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, and I will just turn the advice the other way as round, but uh, people with penises, if you ain't getting what you want out of it and it's not doing what you want it to do, do also speak to your partners or talk to doctors or other people who may have similar experiences. Like, you also don't have... There, I think we, we've talked, obviously, because we've got three people who have, you know... I don't know the best way to put it, because obviously... I'm trying to include non-binary, but like I, I guess femme experiences might be the easiest way to say it without trying to misgender anybody. So do let me know if I'm wrong. But like there are lots of asexual men as well, and that's completely valid. You aren't doing anything wrong if you don't want to put your dick anywhere. Like if you don't want to if you don't want to do anything with it, or you don't find it doing what you want it to do when you're with a, a partner, then that's okay as well. You've not done anything wrong. You've you've not broken any codes. You're not less of a you know not less of a man or less of a person that has a penis. Whichever way we're looking at this, you are still completely valid. However, you do or do not want to use whatever you have. Me trying to use the best language I can and getting stuck right in the middle there. <laughs> <laughs> I'd also then like to go the other way and be like, mm. if there is something that you feel is not functioning correctly mm. then do seek out a medical professional do explore your your options and, and see what it you know make sure that things are functioning the way in which they should be functioning mm. and then you know move on yeah. to whether or not it's you know something else that you need to explore it yeah. there are you know we do like to encourage actual medical yeah. <laughs> in, like help when it's necessary but yeah. don't feel like there's something yeah. wrong with you if mm. it the is worst all... slash best thing the doctor will say is no it's absolutely normal and then you can actually go from there and be like okay medically sound good now I just need to figure out what yeah. does. And Sammy does have a good point. Sex doesn't always have to involve a penis or penetrative anything. I think that's why we've said partner and not like, you know, your boyfriend or girlfriend, because that's a very outdated term. Partner makes a lot more sense because it... it also, you know, like... There's also you know, things I'm... like strap-ons, you know, so it might just be that that ain't doing what you want it to do. I don't know about y'all as well, but like, I'm 28. If I say I have a boyfriend, that just sounds weird as fuck. And I'm not going to say that I have a man friend. <laughs> I have a hunk of man meat. Jesus <laughs> Christ, Drac. <laughs> but no, I, I, you I use partner. You call it what you want to call it, Drac. <laughs> I, I, I use partner. Um, because it it's always, it's to me, it's a case of, uh, it's got nothing to do with gender. It's my partner. Um and yeah uh, it would be weird saying saying but a boyfriend or girlfriend or 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 or, or um a sexual friend or uh, emotional friend um uh, at the oh, age of 32 uh, <laughs> yeah. i just say husband because i mean uh, we we buried each other and put rings on hands and so that's why i literally just call him but like otherwise it, otherwise it's just like no it's not not boyfriend or anything like that it's just like eh, how about marital it? aid oh <laughs> well not with the asexuality it's not going that far either so 
Honestly, drag. <laughs> but yeah, it it's really up to how you feel in the end. Going back to the to the main point, whatever you do or do not have, or do or do not want to use, or or have, or whatever you do sexually, if it ain't working for you, figure out why. I like what Sonia says. I I have someone that gives me food. That's what I have. Yeah, food bringer. Yeah, food bringer, cat bringer, butt toucher. Uh, yeah, video game player. <laughs> All these things. Yes, there you go. And and we know that Drac has man meat. So, is that just in the fridge, or you know, like? <laughs> Got a freezer full of man meat. Oh, oh, now I've just got like man eater playing in my head. <laughs> just, just gonna throw it out there, but uh, I do, I, I do have a degree in forensic science. If you need some help getting rid of some of it, you know, get rid of the evidence. I've watched a lot of Breaking Bad, so I can also help on the practical application. <laughs> PhD in genetics. It's got to be useful for summit, right? Uh, I can do marketing, so I can make sure people don't find out, so... <laughs> I'll just fuck up that Google SEO, it'll be fine. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, perfect. Right. Um, <laughs> next one is along similar, similar vein, but didn't quite seem to fit into the same um, rhetoric. Um, I don't think I've ever truly been in love. I get bored very easily with the relationships and intimacy. Is this related to being asexual? Um, not necessarily related to asexuality, but it could also be related to aromanticism. So you may be aromantic. Um, if you're not experiencing love and romantic attraction, then it could very well be that you're on the aromantic spectrum. One of the things that we're starting to realize more and more that is that sexual attraction and romantic attraction don't always necessarily fit together. Um it may be that you're allosexual, so you, you do experience sexual attraction, you just don't have the romantic, um, that romantic bond that will keep you there, perhaps. That could be why you get bored. Again, it's, it's, it's something you need to kind of explore. Um, like, you can, you can try labels on and see if they fit or not. Um, doesn't mean you need to keep them. So, shoe yeah. shopping. Yeah. Yeah, just for that, that weird, like, foot measury thing they used to do when you were a kid that was plastic and gross. <laughs> Honestly. Um, at the end of the day, it's... I mean, just because you're feeling these things doesn't mean that you have to find a label for it. it, it it's... I mean, labels really are for communication um, to others quite often. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, no matter what, you're you. And yeah. that's the important part, is that you need to just be you. Be you in, in all of your uh, spectacularnessness. And be the most you you can be. And yeah, if, if a label is something that helps you get there or helps you understand things better, um, cool. But don't do things just purely on 
based on others wanting you to have a label. Like it's 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 your choice. It's you don't have to have it and you don't have to conform to other people's expectations or requirements or needs. It's mm. just be you. Yeah. Or your own <laughs> as well. Like if you go like, oh I do I do I do think I fit into asexuality, but there's just this one thing. So I guess I'm not, you know, I'd have to change who I am. It's like, no, it could just, it's like, I've had many medical diagnoses where half of the shit I've actually got wrong with me doesn't match what they have on the list of things that make this disease up. And it's like, that doesn't mean I don't still have X illness. Like there's just other factors. So. Graves disease, exhibit A. Mm. <laughs> Everyone was all like, oh, but you're not, but you're not full of energy and you're not bouncing off the walls all the time. And it's like, no, uh, um, my energy runs out immediately and I'm asleep. Mm -hmm. But I've still got Graves disease. That doesn't mean that I don't have Graves disease. It's, it's just one of those things. You, you, not everything presents in exactly the same way. Everyone's unique, individual. And I mean, that's why meds are full of side effects. So it's not a one box fits all. Uh, um, right, so last question that I've got. Um, are there any representation uh, for intersex people that aren't made into stupid jokes? Because I can't really think of any. Um, I don't actually know. I mean... Honestly, the the only intersex character that I can think of is um I have forgotten their name. <laughs> the one from um Near Replicant. Oh. Oh, because there was a lot of controversy around that, wasn't yes. there? Um so basically, yeah. uh, I I am looking up the uh Kane Kane yeah um so they almost did very well with this character almost until they put an achievement in yeah. for looking up their skirt yeah um they were they were so close uh to to doing well um but they put an achievement in for looking up um to see Kane's underwear and the achievement is um it was called what was it called uh, daredevil achievement and the the wording of it um
Was something it, like you found out their secret or something like that? You had to do it, I think, ten times uh, yeah. to like find out their secret, which was that they were intersex, but presenting as female, I believe. Like, their chosen presentation was female, and you could essentially check to see what parts they had, to put it very grossly. And yeah. uh, if you did that enough times, you got an achievement for it. Which was like, no, there would have been way better ways to have a good discussion about this, but oof. There are so many things that are wrong with that. Yeah. The only intersex yeah. character I know of in media is from an episode of House, uh, House MD. Uh, it is, it's presented, I guess, as a trauma because it's a character they didn't know was is intersex. And uh, like with House, there's always like it's not ever one condition; it's always like six conditions on top of each other. So this particular character was presenting as hyper feminine, essentially, with like way too much estrogen. It was causing them to get very sick and things like that. And in the end, they realised what the situation was, was that they were actually intersex and there was a whole hubbub about it. Uh, and it is it is a traumatic episode, but that's the only one I can think of where it wasn't a joke. It was technically yeah. a punchline to the story, like it was the, the point that pinned the whole thing together. But actually. I it was never actually taken the piss out of. Like, House didn't then turn around and make a, a, a disgusting joke. It was just, yeah. well, he did, but not in a... Not in a very, very gross way, just a very uh, ignorant way. Um, saying that, I genuinely think the only time I've seen representation of intersex characters is in medical shows, because I am watching Chicago Med at the moment. And literally the episode that I watched before I came onto this podcast is an eight-year-old girl. And... She was suffering from abdominal pain, and when they did uh, um, ultrasound, they discovered that she was suffering from testicular torsion, and that's what was causing the pain. Uh, but they didn't know until then. And yeah, I do think that it's it's something that is used in medical shows a lot. Um, mm. Not necessarily always in a great way. Sometimes it's done okay, but... Um, yeah. I I cannot actually think of representation of intersex characters off the top of my head, apart from Kane, which they ruined with that disgusting achievement, um, and medical shows, medical dramas. Yeah. So I'm just I've just checked it up on Wikipedia for games that show intersex representation. So in Final Fantasy VIII, there is an unnamed minor character, but in the French version, it's called Adel. Um, and there is a strong implication that the character is trans, apparently, and the player character, Squall, is given the option to ask if she's really a woman, and the character then becomes paranoid and asks how he knew that she wasn't, I guess, is the way it's sort of described. But in the French version, uh, Adel is described as being intersex, uh, with other characters using both pronouns, or both sets of pronouns, to refer to them. So. I mean, that sounds, I don't know if it's a positive representation, but that sounds at least like a representation. Saying, that doesn't really sound positive, but... No, I mean, I mean, it doesn't sound like they're the butt of a joke, is like, just getting back to the point, like, where they aren't a joke, it, it like, sounds like it's a very tactless question. But it sounds like, at least with the various other characters being able to refer to them with multiple sets of pronouns, 
Sounds like there may have at least been a little thought that went into it. I would like to just point out to everyone real quickly. I was not laughing at what Paige was saying. No. Um, my cat just rolled over and fell off the desk <laughs> in his sleep. Also, uh, oh, apparently in Persona 2, there is a character called Sumaru Genie, who is an intersex fortune teller, uh, as you do. Uh, yep, that's that again. And the house in Feta Morgana. Uh, one of the ma uh, one of the visual novel's main characters was assigned female at birth and named Michelle. Um, and then, do 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 do. The developers have stated that the character was intersex, but it was never described as such in the game, uh, as his story takes place in the late like first century or something like that. Uh, knowledge on the matter is limited, so again, it does look like it's a bit of a trauma story. But it uh, is a story about a sort of a trans or intersex character. So there are a few, there are a few, not many though. Those are literally the only five oh. I can find details of. All right, well, I have no further audience questions. Does anyone have any questions that they'd like to submit? Um, for mouse, I think we have got about a 20 second delay or something, so it might take a moment just to get any in. Yeah, I'm just like timing it, so <laughs> or it could be my internet being awful. What is the kitty's name? This is Salem. Hi, Salem, and he boy. is called Salem because one is obviously black cat. But also, he was a straight, and he moved into my house when I was re-watching Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> so, Salem. He's a big baby. He is. He's, he's, he's very needy. <laughs> very, very needy. Mm -hmm. You hear that, Strigger? <laughs> you hear that, Titan? <laughs> he's fine. He doesn't care. He's just going to lay there and stare at nothing. Because he's weird. You're weird. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. Any other questions? I mean, Mouse, is there anything that you want? Any people who think they are uh, asexual or, you know, are believing that they are? Is there anything that you wish that you could have told yourself when you were younger? Or for anyone who, you know, is questioning it? One very, very simple thing that I wish someone had told me. Uh... There is nothing wrong with you. You are not broken and you do not need to be fixed. And fuck anyone that tells you that you do need to be fixed. Um, any thoughts on the either fetishization or demonization of bisexual men? Can't say I've ever come across uh, uh, much in the way of fetishization of uh, uh, bisexual men. Bisexual women, yes, lots. But I definitely, I definitely do think that's interesting though, because a lot of the things that I can sort of see uh, is usually like when we see lots of people demonizing trans people. A lot of the time, I see them demonizing trans women. I think I well, I'd really like to take some more time to actually understand a little bit more about what men do actually 
live with because I mean from my perspective I've only ever seen a woman's side of, of issues and things like that but I also don't think I have seen that much I mean I have seen fetishization of bisexual men mostly from the kind of gross woman crowd you will just see the ogle men on the internet and leave gross comments like I see that a lot as a community manager for things like just people will leave any kind of, of, of gross comment they can if they will um so you you do get some people i do think it might be more prevalent in well like i guess places that have a, a lot more a sort of acceptance or a bit more of a festivization around being sort of gay and sort of the idea of it being taboo so i think there are some people that will fetishize the idea of oh a man that could be with a man i could be with a man that could be with a man oh my god and then you get onto the whole idea of idea of like polyamory fetishization and you know uh, reasons and things like that but i don't think i've ever seen anything specific about the demonization of bisexual men just people saying that you know they are really part of the lgbt community i mean for me it's a case of that it's just the same as as really what any bisexual or or pansexual really uh, um experiences it's that fact that it's a oh you haven't picked a side and uh um yeah. oh that just means that we get to have lots of threesomes um i will say one thing asking me to give my thoughts on the fetishization of anyone it's probably the wrong move because I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't understand it. It does not make sense. It does not compute. Mm. <laughs> it just does not compute in my brain because it's not something I I experience as in like like me fetishizing someone else. Like I don't experience that. So like I don't understand it in general. Um don't understand any of it. I could do an entire series on just like things I don't understand as an ace person. There's a uh, lot. I don't just get be, it. It's just gonna be a chapter where we talk about taxes. Nothing to do with asexuality. It's just I just don't get it. I am ace and I don't <laughs> like get it. <laughs> I could get behind math. that one. <laughs> math is homophobic. I nearly failed math. <laughs> Right. Um, is there anything further that either of you would like to say? Um, get out there. Um, ask. Not specific from my end. I can't think of anything there apart from well done on two thousand four hundred followers, Jack. Yeah, congrats, Jack. I, I, I do have. I have a few like. Leaving messages, ending messages. I don't know what word I'm trying to use, um, but I do. I do have um, have a few. Uh, mainly, fuck yes. Closing statements. That is yes. the word I wanted. Yeah. Good job. I started saying it, and then it, someone pops up. Um, fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> fuck white supremacy. Fuck Nazis. Fuck terrorists. Send them all to space. I never want to see them again. We do not need that shit in our world. <laughs> oh, okay. Those are, those are the closing yeah. statements. 
So bad. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, just just sense. load all of the bigots into a rocket and just, <laughs> just... send them on their way. <laughs> Yeah. That, that is a good point do we have to I, fuck them can't we just I was, end i was gonna say i have been giggling a lot internally and i will say this because mouse and i are friends so i know i can but mouse as an asexual person talking about asexuality saying fuck the men i'm like no mouse you're not meant to be doing that like that's what you're saying you don't want to do <laughs> Like, honestly, you're saying you don't want to, and now you're telling us all to. We're not feeling your deficit, honestly. <laughs> and I said Drac immediately, because I'm just like, I'm just inserting names now. It's like, haha. But, Person yeah. who's in this conversation. <laughs> yes. Somebody oh, here. Also, 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 fuck any binary that isn't in a computer. We don't need it. <laughs> Nothing is black and white. Everything has fifty shades of grey. Take that how you will. Yes. And make sure you have a safe word. <laughs> the safe word is banana. <laughs> oh god, no, it shouldn't be. Oh god. Oh now I'm just having this ridiculous like, idea of like a, a skit about people having sex, but it's really PG language. And and banana's the safe word. And she's like, oh yeah, I love your banana. He's just like, I'm it's like what that's just that's where my brain went just a really weird skit done i i often come up with dumb skits that would never work for anybody so i just you know Oh, right. The safe word is, please, oh God, do not let Fifty Shades of Grey be your only exposure to King. No, do not let your only exposure please. to King or please. In fact, I, I think it like should that. be mandatory yeah. that uh, uh, everyone be exposed to at least five different types of uh, of other kink uh, media. Um, <laughs> the most sadomasochistic thing you could do to me is make me read that fucking book. Like, honestly, you want to get some torture going? Just pass me that book and be like, you gotta read it. And I'm like, please. Like, that's the absolute, banana, that's your limit. That's, that's your limit. That's, that's, yeah. that's your, uh, that's your hard yeah. limit. Yeah, exactly. And like, cool. If you're into that, awesome. Just make sure that it's actually what you want as well. It's, it's some of the most uh, toxic representation of King and BDSM. Like, oh, don't even get me started. Both of you get something out of, or however many of you there are in this, like, get something out of it. Don't just do it to pleasure other people, unless that's what you get out of it. In which case, fine. Uh... Always with the caveat of, you've got to want to be doing it. <laughs> anyway, before we get off completely onto a different topic. It's fine, I don't understand any of this anyway. It's alright, Mouse, it's alright. I'll fill that bit in, we're okay. Um, Please don't. Oh no. <laughs> uh, honestly, the crap of the conversation. Anyway, um, thank you, Mouse, for joining us for a chat today. I really appreciate it. Um, and uh, uh, talking a bit about your experiences and um, uh, thoughts on on asexuality. Um, as always, Paige, thank you for being co-host um, lowering the tone you are welcome and also thank you for prime sub 
I appreciate it. Also, at some point, you need to pick a uh, um where you want to put those points into um uh cosplay. Um, but aside from that, um, thank you all for hanging out and listening to our podcast uh recording. Um, next stream will be on Sunday. Um, next, uh, podcast will be in two weeks with Vane, and the next Big Through Our Eyes is get, coming up in, uh, two weeks too. Mm -hmm. So, thank you all Busy for days. joining us, and, mm -hmm. uh, um, I hope you have a good rest of your evening, day, or week, and we'll see you soon. Say bye, That's all! Sweet. Bye-bye! <laughs>